Welcome to the St. Michael Fall podcast series. My name is Robin Hinkle, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is Building Our Future. This is a unique time in the history of St. Michael Church. God is calling us to take courageous steps forward. Together, we will build a future where the kingdom of God can be seen and known in new ways. As the psalmist says, send out your light in your truth, that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. A reading from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was served to him, I carried the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in his presence before. So the king said to me, Why is your face sad, since you are not sick? This can only be sadness of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. I said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad, when the city, the place of my ancestors' graves, lies waste, and its gates have been destroyed by fire? Then the king said to me, What do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And then I said to the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor with you, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my ancestors' graves, so that I may rebuild it. The king said to me, the queen also was sitting beside him, How long will you be gone, and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a date. Then I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given to me to the governors of the province beyond the river, that they may grant me passage until I arrive in Judah. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, directing him to give me timber to make beams for the gates of the temple fortress, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall occupy. And the king granted me what I asked, for the gracious hand of my God was upon me. Then I came to the governor of the province beyond the river, and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent officers of the army and cavalry with me. When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard this, it displeased them greatly that someone had come to seek the welfare of the people of Israel. So I came to Jerusalem, and I was there for three days. Then I got up during the night, I and a few men with me. I told no one what God had put into my heart to do for Jerusalem. The only animal I took was the animal I rode. I went out by night, by the valley gate, past the dragon spring, and to the dung gate. And I inspected the walls of Jerusalem that had been broken down, and its gates that had been destroyed by fire. Then I went to the fountain gate, and to the king's pool. But there was no place for the animal I was riding to continue. So I went out by the way of the valley by night, and inspected the wall. Then I turned back and entered by the valley gate, and so returned. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing. I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, and the rest that were there to do the work. Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins, with its gates burnt. Come, 
Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, so that we may no longer suffer disgrace. I told them that the hand of my God had been gracious upon me, and also the words that the king had spoken to me. Then they said, Let us start building. So they committed themselves to the common good. But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite and Geshem the Arab heard of it, they mocked and ridiculed us, saying, What is this that you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? Then I replied to them, The God of heaven is the one who will give us success, and we his servants are going to start building. But you have no share or claim or historic right in Jerusalem. Here ends the reading. Nehemiah is a remarkable Jewish exile who lived in Babylon at the time of King Aristarchus. He reigned from 465 to 425 BCE. Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king, which was an important position of trust. The cupbearer would help choose the wine for the meal, and he would be the one to taste it first, to make sure there was no poison in it. He therefore was part of the security force against an assassination attempt. And a cupbearer could also be a companion to the king, a friend or informal advisor. To put this passage in context, we learn in the preceding chapter, chapter 1, that Nehemiah had met with a brother who had recently returned from a visit to Jerusalem, and this man gave Nehemiah a very distressing report. Their Jewish brethren in Jerusalem were living in shame. They were the laughingstock of the neighborhood countryside. This is because they were living in a city with ruined walls, with buildings that were still burned out, and a temple that was destroyed. Nehemiah was deeply upset by this report, so much so that he went into mourning. He wept, he fasted, and he prayed, and he pleaded with God. But then, inspired by this holy time with God, he took action. Nehemiah used his position of authority and trust. He wisely waited for an opportune time to approach the king of Babylon with his concerns. And when the time came, he boldly spoke, grounding his request with prayer. He boldly told the king why he was sad. Now this is a remarkable thing because Nehemiah is a conquered alien and he is essentially telling the current Babylonian king that he is distressed because a prior Babylonian king had ruined his ancestral home. God gave Nehemiah the confidence to speak the truth and the current king responded by granting Nehemiah's request to go. And even better, the king helped Nehemiah to accomplish the rebuilding. Nehemiah reminds me of many of you at St. Michael. He was a successful man in his work, well thought of and wise. He was savvy in dealing with people in authority. He knew how to plan and then execute the plan, and he got things done. Spoiler alert, though his, through his initiative and leadership, the walls of Jerusalem do eventually get rebuilt. But he was also a man of deep faith. He did not just sit back and bask in the ease that resulted from his accomplishments of his work. He was prayerful, and he looked to God for guidance. He was also compassionate. He wept with those who wept. He mourned with those who mourned. And he fought alongside with his brethren to do what was right. He did not just notice the need. He personally took action and did something about it. 
During this season at St. Michael, we are calling one another to this sort of action. We are looking to God to turn our lives into that of a disciple, grounded in prayer and worship. We are encouraging one another to look to God to guide us individually and in how He collectively wants us to impact our world. Together, we are building our future here so that we can impact lives out there. May we at St. Michael live into this call in the way of Nehemiah, boldly, faithfully, acting in love as we look to God to inspire and guide us all. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, increase in us the gifts of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain what you promise, make us love what you command. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.